This is Takeaway Only, a podcast about the hospitality industry in crisis. I'm Howie Kahn, and these are the stories of the people who take care of you. Today's guest is Rocio Sanchez, the first of two Copenhagen chefs I'll be talking to over the next couple of days. Rocio owns the excellent taqueria Ija de Sanchez as well as her outstanding Cantina Sanchez. All are currently closed. Listen in now as Rocio delivers the vulnerable truth about staying structured and focused while also feeling the weight of the world. One thing that helps, manual labor. We're back tomorrow with an all-new guest. Please hit subscribe so you don't miss it. Stay tuned now for Rocio. Rocio, hello. Hi, Howie. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. So you're sitting in your restaurant right now by yourself? Uh, yes, I am. Um, you know, I've been doing this. I've been kind of setting a routine for myself every day where I still come to the restaurants. And, you know, obviously I don't have a regular routine as I would normally. So I just kind of create one for myself um, that changes day to day. Uh, I just try to keep my mind and my hands occupied a bit. Um while I'm waiting to see what what we can do. You know, it's been about two weeks where we've closed. And it's been very hard not to talk to all the, my team members, um, seeing them. I mean, I've have had little contact with them up until yesterday uh, where I can, you know, figure out what we're, how we're going to proceed. <laughs> because everything, you know, is changing every day. Everything is all the information about how, you know, the world is going to work. What is, you know, are there going to be any support from the government? A lot of this stuff is coming day to day. So it's, it's very hard to make decisions. Right. So, yeah, I'm here in the restaurant and, you know, I try to kind of keep myself motivated because I'm, of course, the type of person that could easily fall into, uh, you know, a very very uh, depressed moment, you know? So I try to keep myself occupied and, and have a routine. And uh, so far it's it's working out okay, but, you know, it's really hard to, <laughs> it's really hard to manage this right now. Uh, I think it's very hard for a lot of people. My heart really goes out to a lot other countries that don't have it um, like we do here in Copenhagen, in Denmark. There's, there's, uh, you know, we're working with the government and trying to work with our people and see how we can, you know, compensate some sort of salary to our staff. Uh, and that's the solution that we're going for. Everyone has been sent home. We're completely closed in the restaurants, in the taqueria, and we're going to pay their salary up into a point. Uh, as in we're paying a portion of their salary. Um, and there's no, of course, we don't know what's going to happen. Right, uh, right. As, as opposed to in the United States, in Denmark, from what I understand is there is, there is a possibility of getting quite a, a good aid package that could include up to 90% of people's salaries, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And that's also, I, I think it depends on each place. Um, but I'm going to go for that. And uh, I didn't really 
know what was happening or how I was going to deal with it until yesterday. So mm -hmm. yesterday I was calling my whole staff and trying to explain to them what, what we're going for. And, you know, it's still a huge, huge hit for us, regardless of this 90% uh, or whatever percent coverage. I mean, we're still looking to lose a lot of money, um, but um, we're going to go for that. I mean, we're going to go to the route where we can try to keep our staff. Uh, a lot of restaurants, or, I mean, there's a few restaurants making different decisions. There's restaurants that are firing people. There's restaurants that are going for this or, you know, or haven't determined it yet. But, you know, I like to think that we will reopen. Right. And when I think about reopening, I really want to see those, my team members, with me everything is unknown right now I don't I don't have all the answers but uh, I'm just making trying to make the best decisions as it's coming um, I don't know I mean here there are a lot of places like I said firing people or ta doing takeaway uh, we tried doing takeaway uh, with a taqueria which would make sense because it's tacos but nobody was I mean it was so slow it was really, I mean, I know from all the years that we've, you know, we've been open for five years. The first couple of years when we opened, you know, making tacos in Denmark, it wasn't like a runaway hit, you know. Right. It took years to really. What is a taco was the question. What is remember. a taco? How do you eat a taco? And, and all of this. And, you know, we struggled financially a lot in the first couple of years. And when I was, we were doing the takeaway, we closed the restaurant, we, we left the taqueria open and I'm just watching the amount of people come in. This is before the 10 people limit. Uh, and I'm thinking, this is not going to make it. <laughs> it's not going to work. And I, I know from my experience of the numbers from before and, and that it's just not working. So uh, a couple of days after we closed the restaurant, we closed the taqueria because it wasn't, I mean, it, there's just so many things that change when you don't have that high volume of people coming in. Um, of course, you need to have that to survive, even in a place of takeaway, even in a place with like a taqueria or even more so because it's so cheap, you know, so it's, um, it wasn't. Yeah, unfortunately, it was not going to work, so we closed it. And I think that I'm, you know, I'm very curious how it's going to work with a lot of people that are are doing this takeaway. Um, at least for me, it was definitely not working. Even even with with a place that we have 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 it set up as being able to be takeaway. Right, because the volume wasn't there. The volume is not there. Nobody is outside, and. As much as people are trying to support, and I, I'm really grateful for that when I was there and people were, you know, coming by like our fish provider and, you know, they were like coming to buy tacos or our other friends uh, or they buy a taco. And I'm thinking like, I need you to buy a combo and a margarita <laughs> and a beer. Like, that's what I was thinking, because like, that's what you need. You need like a big, you know, you need people to spend and. It was really hard to close, but um, 
Um, I think that even when we had the restaurant partially open, it felt very irresponsible. I felt like I was being extremely irresponsible. And it's a hard decision to make. Um, with the taqueria, when we had it open before we closed it, I, I remember having a conversation with my teammates and I said, just be careful, just be clean. And, you know, and if you get sick, you're covered, don't worry. <laughs> and to me that, that when I had to say that, that felt wrong. Like, how could I dare knowingly put them out there and say, you, there's a chance you could get sick. <laughs> and to me that, that day, uh, the next day we closed. You know, when we had that conversation, I, I felt horrible and I was just looking at everything and all signs pointed to closing. Uh, so for my situation, we, we closed everything and, and despite, uh, despite what uh, some people are doing, I think that we have to pay attention to what uh, authorities are telling us to do. That's, and, and it's hard to do it. I think it's easy for me to say that with uh, being in a place where we're having some support, but it's still not 100% support. You know, it's still, we're still gonna lose a lot. And what's to say that all the guys are gonna stay afterwards? <laughs> you know, there's, there's, no, there's no guarantee about anything at this point. And I just have to trust my gut feeling right now and say, at least what I can do right now is take care of my team. That's, like, that's what I need to try to do right now. Whether we're, whether, how we're gonna open, when we're gonna open, that's uncertain. It could be months, I don't know. I mean, really no one knows. Uh, people are anticipating months because it's taking months to get to this point that we need to kind of level this out. And I, I kind of believe that that's what it's gonna be. Um, it's a really hard situation, not just also financially, but like, you, there's only so much you can do. It's a lot of sit and wait. We're, we're, we're all holding, holding tight. A lot of sit and wait for, um, you know, the type of people that are used to just grinding it out for hours. And, you know, it's, it's really hard. That's why I'm just, you know, trying to, you know, I have a, a small business, but I'm trying to find things to paint or, you know, I get the paint that we have in the basement. I'm trying to kind of be active and improve things somehow uh, so that at least I know I can, you know, feel good about the day and not just wait and read the news and all of that. Um, for my next step right now is to see how I can, um, and I, I don't know yet, but how I can keep my team connected um, in a way that we, obviously not just talking, but how can we keep ourselves creative or, you know, into what we have been doing so that when we open, it's not just like we've been sleeping for months, you know? Yeah. I was talking to one operator in New York the other day, and she was saying her team's meeting every day by Zoom, and they're they're doing wine wine education together right now just to, just to keep things going, and they've I kind of... I think something like that is important, and again, I haven't I haven't gone to do any of that stuff because I've you know, my my responsibility has been on what am I going to do to help them? I, you know, I can't like just make classes and don't have an answer on how if they're going to get paid or not. 
you know? So to me, it's uh, now that that happened, that we are like have decided that yesterday with the team. Um, now I need to just figure out what to do from here. Um, just check all the estimates and, and just follow the, how, how, uh, how long we can keep this going. How did your um, conversations go yesterday with your teammates, with your it staff? Was, yeah, it went well. I mean, I called everyone. Again, we're, we're quite a small business, especially in this time. We're, you know, less than 30 people. And a lot of them, you know, some of them actually almost made me want to cry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, some of them have said, you know, we're, we're so, totally behind you and happy with it. Uh, we also had to, because although we, we continue to pay their salary, we have to, we're, I'm asking them to take a pay cut. Um, and a lot of them were very happy just to even still have a job. And they thought that I was going to fire them <laughs> or something because they, they have seen so many people doing that. And they said, oh, when you sent us an email, I thought you were going to, you know, <laughs> let us go. And it's like, well, that's that's a complete last resort, you know. And, you know, it's I think it's hard for them. Um, to me, it was it was very it was very uh, uplifting to talk to them because a lot of them have are showing support. And, you know, they have said that they're so proud to be with us and they can't wait to open again. So I'm just going to you know, not try to continue some sort of conversation and see what else I can do. Um, I think it's it's kind of hard because, uh, you know, when you think about how you can do to contribute or what you can do to contribute and a lot of the stuff that we can do, we can't do. <laughs> a lot of the stuff we're trained to do, we're not a lot, we're not able to do that. And it's it's very tough like how, how we can figure this out, I think even tougher to know how are we going to open again? Like, what is this going to look like afterwards? Because, you know, we're also, like many places, we also rely on tourists, you know, uh, for, for periods of the year that can help us in our business. I mean, but what's going to happen afterwards? I mean, I don't, I don't, imagine that we're just going to reopen and it's going to be like, oh, it's summer. We're busy again. It's that's not realistic. I think it's going to. My opinion is I think it's going to be a slow startup and we're going to have to really be tight, you know, continue to be tight and make adjustments either with menu or salaries. And we can't just reopen the same place we had before. And that's pretty much the conversation I had with my team and everybody's completely understanding. I mean, this is out of control. And what I'm trying to remind myself is to try to control the things I can. I can't, you know, control a lot of the what's happening with people on the street or, you know, how how people are behaving or what's happening in, in happening in other countries. But I'm just trying to control at least the, the situation with my team and how I'm spending my time. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's all I can do. You've worked in 
kitchens, you know, your entire professional life, but your role as a restaurant owner and operator is relatively new. You're relatively, you know, young in, in that regard. So this is really your first crisis, your first emergency. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy one. It's a crazy one. Who are you turning to for support and guidance? Um, in terms of how to play the leadership role right now? Um, right now, like I said, I've, I've tried to stay away from talking to a lot of people. Um, I've basically just been talking to my accountant. <laughs> um, and, yeah, you know, there's, there's members that are on my team that I would normally talk to about this that are having their own crisis uh, personal crisis that I, I really can't, they're not in that frame of mind to have these conversations. So I'm just kind of trying to figure out with my gut feeling along with what can be offered and what I can do with whatever we have and how that could take us. So I'm just, you know, I'm looking at myself a little bit and, and trusting my gut feeling and I'm figuring out, um, like what I want to be remembered by or how I want to be remembered. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm making the right decision. Maybe it's stupid <laughs> what I'm doing. I don't know. I mean, you don't, I don't think so. In my gut, I feel like I feel really good to be doing this, but there's no right answer right now. Have you spoken with Renee? No. no. I mean, just as a hi, when he was, when he came back uh, from his trip uh, and I just asked him, how long do you think this is going to last? And he said, summer. <laughs> so you're really keeping it very local, very internal, very quiet. Yeah, yeah, I have been. And I, I think that um, <clears throat> I just don't want to, you know, there's things that I, like I said before, I can't control anything. And as far as how or where the support is going to come from, from the government, that has been day to day to day to day. Like it's kind of evolving every time on what we can do. So I haven't been able to make a decision. So I just didn't want to make the wrong decision. So I haven't really acted on anything until yesterday. But um, yeah, well, I mean, when we when we had to close, I told everyone we we can't pay anyone. You know, that was the 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 emergency button where I was like okay well if we're closed we we're all fired or not fired but we're at least we're on hold for now but now that we have some some real uh supports out there then of course we're going to take that and and now we can react so it's it's been a while it's been a while and I I think it's just important that we really figure out the right decisions uh before before affecting people's lives. I don't know. What else are you doing in the restaurant besides painting? <laughs> um, I've been oiling the bar and, <laughs> you know, polishing the brass, just uh, watering the plants, cleaning the plants. I think, uh, you know, it's just little things like maintenance that uh, I just don't want it to feel like this has been empty. The whole time you're you're applying a tender hand wherever you can. <laughs> well, I don't want it to feel like if we open in a month, like no one's been here. 
I want to kind of, yeah. I mean, a lot of it also is uh, if I have to check things on my emails and stuff like that and figure out where we're going, what's happening. But it helps to to walk to work, get to work, have a rhythm, and then walk back. And it's like I finally have a eight-hour job <laughs> in a funny way. As opposed to the 18-hour-a-day grind yeah. of, of restaurants. Are you cooking at all? Yeah, I am. Uh, cooking at home and baking. Uh, just little small things, but it's not the same. <laughs> Is it for personal comfort and sustenance reasons or for R&D purposes? No, it's for sustenance. Yeah. I think right now, I mean, I thought I thought about doing R&D things and <clears throat> I find that when you try to do these R&D things, it's so much better when you have like a gun to your head where you have like, you have to do it on a shorter amount of time. And to me, if I were to work on anything now, uh, it won't be in season in one month. <laughs> it won't matter. Like, I mean, it matters, of course, but it's not, it's not in my priority right now to, to create dishes. It, it's been like really heavy on me and how, how, how I'm going to be able to support a team. You said something really interesting earlier. You said what you do now is how people will remember you. I think so. I mean, I think about if I were them and, you know, how how you want people to make decisions. And, you know, I think that when you're a young cook or even in another coworker, you're always going to remember your, your coworkers and employees or your boss on what they do. And... I think that in this time, the most important thing is to show that caring nature that we preach so much. You know, we always preach this this taking care of people. And it's something, obviously, that I've been talking about even before all this, but that we, you know, we push it so much to take care of people, but we don't care about taking care of ourselves. And that's that's something that's totally wrong with this industry where people just kind of don't treat their, their life uh, in the same way that they would when they're handling products or, or guests. I think that, I think this is a nice moment to, to just sort of say that we can be that as well. We can be that industry that takes care of ourselves. We can be the industry that takes care of our team. It's just harder to do, you know? It's just a little harder, and yeah, I, I, as much as as it's hard for us here, I really feel my heart really breaks for other places around the world, um, especially like we're in the states where my brother and my father are, uh, you know, who are also are not, who don't have a job, you know, and that's that worries me more than how are we going to open again. Have your brother and father been affected by by this in particular? Yeah, well, uh, my brother has, like a lot of people, they just don't have more work. So it's, I mean, no matter what, it's affecting everyone around the world. And I think within your own little world, 
my little world happens to be a restaurant in a taqueria, I think that it's important that you just try to do your best to take care of those around you however you can. And as long as you try to do your best, that's that's all you can ask for. What do you draw on for resilience? What do you what do you think about? How has your idea of resilience been shaped? <laughs> I think it's uh it's still shaping right now. It's still in the process. I, I won't know until I come out of this. Now is the moment. This yeah, is this is the we're test. Right, we're right in the storm. Yeah. Rosio, the show's called Takeaway Only. What's been your big takeaway? Um, what have you learned over the last two weeks? Oh, so many things. My my biggest takeaway, I think, uh, especially from my conversations yesterday, is like how much I really care about my team. Um, everyone always says that you care about your team, but you know, having these conversations and and that has showed me, you know, how much also how responsible I need to be to them and to the business. Uh, another takeaway is takeaway. <laughs> like takeaway, how, how the hell, you know, everyone is doing takeaway right now. Everyone is having all these, you know, containers and throwaway things. And like suddenly the whole world is doing takeaway. I mean, that's also another environmental question uh, that is mind-boggling right now. So I think that from this is uh, we just have to be able to, like I said, take care of our team, do what you can to take care of those around you and yourself. And that's all you really can do. You really just don't beat yourself up for that otherwise and and uh, it's going to be some tough times, but, you know, that's a lot of this is out of our control. So you can't uh, beat yourself up too bad about it. Rosio, I really admire your thoughtfulness and, you know, your approach to trying to take care of everything that needs taken care of. And I thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Howie. Thank I you hope, very much. I hope you guys are all okay. <laughs> yeah, me too. Thank you. That was Rocio Sanchez. You can follow her on Instagram at Sanchez Rocio. Coming up tomorrow, more from Copenhagen with Matt Orlando. Thank you so much for listening. Takeaway Only is produced by Casey Kahn, Rob Corso, and me, Howie Kahn, for Freetime Media. Our logo is by Reynald Philippe at Beepholes. Music by John Palmer. Special thanks to Kristen Millar, Antoine Ricardou, Raphael Weil, and the whole team at Welcome. Check out their important community building work at welcomeconference.org. We're back tomorrow. This is Takeaway Only.